Welcome, 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 welcome to our network, home of the unwarranted but necessary opinion, man. This is something like a season finale, man, and I'm so excited because I have my sister and my sorority sister coming to close it down with me. If you're just now tuning in, go ahead and share the video right now. Share it right now. Share it right now. It's going down in a major way. We are on time and we are ready. Right here on Wiggles World Network. Let's go. You and I need, you and I T. Why not? We gon' party like a 99 and a bow drop. So for the love of music, for the night spread love, let's do it. I just wanna see everybody moving. Everybody grooving. Everybody taking shots. Everybody shooting. Everybody living it up. This is my type of party. Everybody moving. Everybody grooving. Everybody taking shots. Everybody shooting. Everybody living it up. This is my type of Welcome to Wiggles World Network, home of the young woman, Jim, and that's every opinion. It is your boy Wiggles, man, and I'm so excited because I got a special guest in the building, man. My sister, my sorority sister, man. We got 85 Baby checking in one time, and this is going down in a major way. If you're just not tuning in, man, please go ahead and share that video right now. And if you're listening to this, from anchorfm.com or on your Apple Podcast or on your Google Podcast or even Spotify. Share this with a friend, a family, a colleague, or your co-worker right now. Again, it is your boy Wiggles, and you are live with us. Your boy Wiggles right here on Wiggles World Network, home of the unwarranted, but necessary opinion. You know what we're doing, man. We interviewing dope people, talking to dope people about the dope things they do on this dope network. We just being dope, man, and I'm so excited. Uh, before I get the show really, really started, man, again, I got a wish and shout out my parents man my mom's birthday was the 21st the anniversary was on the 20th and today's the 28th tomorrow man i gotta say a big happy birthday to my pops man my pops is celebrating another birthday this year and we're excited for him he'll be getting ready to graduate man from georgia southern university with his bachelor's degree i'm super duper excited for my pops he retired a couple years back and said you know what i'm gonna go to school and he's did it man i ain't gonna tell his age man but i'm talking about he did it there's no age limit man to your accomplishment and what you can do and so i'm so excited for him happy birthday pops man no network loves you your son loves you and i'm gonna see you tomorrow so to tonight's guest as i said before my sister masara danila butler she studied acting at Western Washington University, graduating in 2013. She began her work in Metal Warfist with Warp 
Theater in Seattle, Washington. And her role in the production is Paris in a production just short of crazy. She had a first starring role in Waning as Luna with Annex Theater. Her stage credits include Miss Black Jazz Intoxication, Miss Fortune has green eyes as Minnie, The Christmas Party as Lillian the Eunice, William Shakespeare, Richard III as Queen Elizabeth, Safe Space as Tierra, and The Country Wife as Alethea. She also has worked on a music video, Euphoria, and few short films including Don't Stop Trying, Forefront Suicide Prevention, Bad Men from a Melting Moon as Rudy, Token as Andrea or Andrea, I didn't even ask to specify that, and most recently, The Dalala Factor. Danila also sings, dances, and is a writer. She currently resides in the ATL, and she is here now to further her career. That's why she's in ATL, but she's on the network with me because it's your boy, because you already know what time it is, man. But nah, we don't have a good conversation. Y'all help me welcome to the network, Miss Danila. But I like putting that, I like acting like I got an accent. I love that. I, I like you know? <laughs> Look, when, when I got the pronunciation of it, when I got it spelled out like it was a dictionary, I was like, okay. I'm going to ask anyway, still, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Again, Sarah, welcome to the network, man. I, I'm I'm honored and it is a privilege to have you on here. Uh, thank you so thank much. You. Like, like I said earlier, you're technically closing us out, man. You're the, you're the last person that I have on season five. So we're going to end with a bang with you. I may come back next week just to, you know, do something else because, mm -hmm. I, you know, in your field, before I even jumpstart, man, but I, I, in your field, in doing what you do, do you find it soothing or fitting to take social media breaks? Um, for me, I think it's soothing. You know, there tends to be a lot going on in social media, so I think it could be very beneficial um, to do that. So even though I don't always do it because majority of the time I use it for business, but. And that's what I was going to say. So as it relates to your business, like you, you mm -hmm. got to kind of say averages. I, I got you. So here, exactly. on the network, here on the network, I read people's bios, right? And I always feel like nobody really, really gives me the meat and potatoes of their, their bio. They just give me the cornbread, right? So All I right. feel like there's so much more to you than that. And so now you have the opportunity to kind of do like an audio autobiography to reintroduce yourself to let them know who you are what you do and then mm -hmm. from there, you and i will have a conversation based on what i read and what you said and then we'll go from there okay great so again my name is danila butler i'm originally from seattle washington i'm an actress i can sing i've danced and i also write um i'm currently here in atlanta it'll be about Oh my God, like two years in August since I've been down here. So it's just been great down here. I'm loving it. Welcome to Atlanta, even though I'm not in Atlanta, but still welcome to Atlanta. So <laughs> yeah. what, I, what I like to do with a lot of my guests in the beginning, you know, I think we always have to have the background stories on people. And so Seattle, Washington, I have some mm -hmm. friends who live there now. They've been there for a few years now. And so for you growing up in Seattle, Washington, what was life like for you growing up? Okay, a lot of rain, but I'm just gonna put that out there right now <laughs> for those people who start asking. Um, it's, 
I, you know, Seattle is always going to be home for me. Um, Seattle is like one of those places where it's, you know, it's one of those places you want to retire um, and start a family. So it's one of those places um, you would go for, you know, if you're an outdoorsy person. Um, I know it has a lot of arts. There's a lot of, um, is known for their independent music. So um, that's just a background of how Seattle really is. Um, actually, majority of my family actually lives in Seattle. So, so well, and you kind of helped me with another question because I was going to ask, you know, just growing up as a young kid, elementary school, middle school, and being in a place that's, you know, I guess, supportive of the arts and the independent mm -hmm. music and the creativity, who and what were your artistic influences? Okay. So my dad is one of them. My dad is a musician and he's also um, done a lot of theater work at um, Cornish up in Seattle. My grandmother, who is also um, a musician, well, not a musician, but like a singer and has done some, you know, performing herself. Um, growing up, I was a huge fan, still a fan of Disney movies. So a lot of that inspiration, a lot of that fire definitely came from just watching Disney movies and acting out everything I saw on the screen and being a fan of musicals. Like one of my favorites was Little Shop of Horrors and um, The Wiz. Little Shop of Horrors and The Wiz. Who's your favorite actress? Oh, so top one right now, if we're just doing... If we're just doing one, I would say Violet, Viola Davis. You, you can give me your whole, you can give me a top three, I guess. Viola okay, Davis, think I, great. I, I like, <laughs> give me a top three or five for the Zetas. It, it's all on you. This is your world. <laughs> well, since you say five for the Zetas, okay. <laughs> I would say top, top actresses, I would say is Viola Davis, um, Dorothy Dandridge. I would say, of course, Cicely Tyson. Um, Kerry Washington and Lupita Nyong'o. Ah, no Medea? I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> <You better stop>. <laughs> 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 that that caught me off guard. That, mm -hmm. That's so, a whole different category. A whole, whole different category. So now, where I'm, where I'm from, I can't recall ever having like high school, even middle school, uh, theater opportunities where you know um you have these different electives or superlatives or whatever you call them and you can kind of get into acting or nursing or like we had like shop and home economics and mm -hmm. you know th those things like that but in in seattle washington growing up in high school did you have opportunities to do uh child play children plays church play family whatever what was that mm -hmm. experience like yeah, so all the above, um, a lot of um, a lot of the artistic um, things that I've done, you know, I of course started in the church from singing in the choir, doing you know Christmas speeches or just you know ran just random um, Easter plays, um, and of course taking drama classes in school. I went to um, Franklin High School back in Seattle, so we did have a theater program there. The main one um, where I started professional theater, I was like around 13 or 14. I did it through what's called the Summer, summer Musical um, at the Langston Hughes Performing Arts Center, which is now Langston Hughes Performing Arts Inst Institute under um, Isaiah Anderson Jr. 
who's a local comedian up in Seattle. So um, I've done that for about four years. And with that, we've done um, a lot of stories and we chocolatized the stories, you know, kind of made them our own. And so, yeah, I've done that for four years and that's what kind of launched me to want to further it. Okay, and so in, in, in your opinion, like getting into that early on from the church to those the, the, the early starts, when choosing, I guess you can say, um, a school of arts or a school that has an art program or a theater program, uh, what are you looking for when making the choice? I was looking for a place for one where I can um, be grounded in an area where once I graduated, I'll still already be in that market. And so um, I would look for a place to where I can get the best education possible to where I would have the knowledge and I would have the passion, the fire to get out and do what it is I wanted to do. Um, I I didn't get to choose the schools that I wanted to, at the time I wanted to be either be in LA or I wanted to be in New York. Of course, money wasn't always there. So um, I ended up going to Western Washington University, which was one of the top um, schools for the arts. Hmm. So wanting to go to, you said LA or New York? Yes. Okay, so what school in LA did you want to go to and what school in New York would you prefer to go to? In New, well, New York, it would have been, I wanted to go to Juilliard or um, NYU. In LA, it probably would have been like Stanford. So let me ask you this. Do you think just in having an opportunity to either have gone to LA or to New York, do you think there would there would be like a difference in your career now going to either one of those schools versus going to Western Washington University? Um, probably definitely would have been, been different. Um, I would, you know, be a little bit more, I feel like I'd be a little bit more in my career, but I mean, I feel like, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? I think back on it and I would just think, okay, I'm in one of the huge, one of the huge markets, you know, um, New York, New York is a big fish, and so is LA. But question is, would I have been ready to receive those markets at that time, or would I have needed a little bit more adjusting? So now, did you answer those questions, or are you still trying to figure out if you would have been able to uh, survive or make it uh, in LA or New York? Looking back, I would say yes, because. Um, I will admit I'm painfully shy. Um, even now, I'm still kind of shy, a little bit more reserved. But I think now that I'm in Atlanta, I think that I'm a little bit more grounded within myself and a little bit more open with the arts and working on my craft. All right. So b- before we get into this work, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and ask this question now. At Western Washington University, is that where you play Zeta Phi Beta? No, I did the grad chapter. Unfortunately, Western didn't have um, Greek life. Okay, no, no. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, I see. I didn't. I didn't know. That's why I didn't want to ask questions pre-time. So, see, right. grad chapter. So we'll wait till later. Here we go. Let, let, let's get through. You got man. You you did a lot of work. Mm-hmm. That, that's a, and so, what was what year was Metamorphosis? Ooh. 
I want to say that was around 2015. So I started, um, once I graduated, I just got a, you know, part-time job just to get some income going, um, pay on student loans. But around that time, um, I did end up booking, you know, Metamorphosis um, around 2013, which was a variety show. Say the last part again, I'm sorry. It was a um, variety show. So basically just a show within a show, like different skits. Now, that's a unique thing. What what did you like about that? What I liked about it is I wore different hats. So with that one, I played three kinds of characters, which was challenging. But as an artist, I appreciated the challenge. That's what I was going to ask. So would it be, could we compare that to like something like an In Living Color? Yes. And of the characters, they three different characters now. Give me the three characters and which was the most challenging thing about having to play these characters. Okay. So please forgive me if I don't remember the names. That was a while ago. <laughs> but you got um... to remember the first, man, because when you make it big and you blow up, you got to be like, man, I remember when I was this. Come on, you got to blow this up. This is very true. Come on. I'll this. give them pictures. but no um the first one i would say is called the chocolate center that one was actually one of my favorites now what's funny about that one is that i didn't audition for that one that one was kind of given to me already because they were looking for somebody had dropped out and they were looking for somebody to do it and they were auditioning people and i was sitting um in rehearsal they were like hey would you like to read for this can you read for this part I'm like, okay, just why not? So I read for it. They're like, okay, so you got it. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's, you know, one other against my other two. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) But with that one, I played um, a granddaughter whose um, grandpa had um, Alzheimer's. Mm. And so I was trying to help him. I was telling a monologue. I'm trying to get him to remember a lot of the memories. But as I'm talking, you know, he's just not, it's just not going through to him. And so that was, I would say, my first dramatic piece. And so I'm talking about how we went fishing and how, you know, we, you know, cooked together. So that was one, I think that one of my favorites. Another one, um, the second one was when I played a, um, I was like one of the mob crime mob bosses. Um, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm getting this woman. Um, this woman is trying to get like someone to kill her husband. And so I'm trying to talk to my boss into, you know, figuring out how to help this woman do, help this woman do that. And then the third one ended up being, um, that one was a little strange. It was a, I was playing, you know, a character in a game, a video game. But the strange thing is I had like a wig, I had like a tutu, I had purple boots on, and I was just ma- just basically, a, you know, two adults, you know, playing, you know, playing a character. <laughs> it's like, think of it this way. Think of it like Black Mirror or something like that. Gotcha. Hmm. So... What I, I want to talk about the the part as the granddaughter. Mm-hmm. What did you have to tap into to be able to resonate with that character? I thought about um, my grandpa, um, Paul Paul, as I called him, 
um, when I was younger. He passed away when I was in, I think it was a senior in high school at the time. And so we used to, he's from Mississippi. And so he used to, um, you know, we play around, you know, he would, um, he gave me a nickname, the nickname Peaches when I was younger. Uh, so like he would do this thing where he would sit downstairs and my grandmother would call, tell me to call him and I would scream his name and he would act like he didn't hear me. And he would then say, I just want to see how loud she would get. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so what I did was I tapped into those memories of my own grandfather to play that role in, in that piece. I got another question, but I'm going to save it for later. Um, <laughs> okay. Going into your first starring role, right? What, what is that feeling like? If you can remember that, that feeling, what was it like being, you know, the, the star of a show and, and taking it on? What, what was the name of the show and, and where was this at and what was that like? Okay. So the name of it was um, Waning. Um, that was at Annex Theater. Um, what's interesting about that one is I didn't even think I was going to get it. Um, I auditioned for it and I was supposed to bring a headshot and a resume and I forgot. What? Luckily they had a copy. <laughs> Were you nervous, excited, or just busy? I was all of the, all of the above. All, all the above, like I was working, you know, and just my mind was just all over the place. And I just knew I had to hurry up and get to this audition after work. And I realized I'm like, when they asked me for my information, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have it. What kind of story for you? <laughs> so I ended up reading for them and I found out later that they gave me the lead. And so with that, um, I would say I was excited and a little bit nervous because mind you it's my first starring role but at the same time I'm just like okay it's a little bit of pressure because you're you don't get a break you know on stage you don't get to go off stage and do a quick change and you have to keep your energy up to make sure that you're you know you're care you're carrying in the sense carrying the production in the sense correct so so I, I man, haven't done theater myself. I'm a mm -hmm. still. What's the most adrenaline? I guess in uh, I don't want to ask it like that. What give, what gives you the most excitement about being on stage? You know, because not 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 a because. Let, let's just go. What what's the most exciting part about being on stage? The adrenaline, I would say for me, comes from just the reaction of the audience and feeling the presence of the audience watching you just do, doing what you love to do. You know, the reaction you hear like and their laughter when you hear them crying or when you hear them getting upset over something that you're doing or a character made them mad. I think that's where the adrenaline rush comes that you get to, as an artist, you get to dictate the emotions of those watching you where you get to inspire them, where you get to make them feel all kinds of emotions. You know, you get to kind of, in a sense, giving them permission to, you know, imagine a world within your world. In a sense, that, if that makes sense. Not, I mean, it, it does for me. Have you ever broke character on stage during a play? Once. Like <laughs> <laughs> One time. <laughs> With, with that one, that was beyond my control because in, in fairness to me, um, 
he that we were saying a line and he sneezed out of nowhere. And so you have the audience laughing and then we're just all in shock. And so we're trying to stifle ourselves and keep it together, but it's just, it, it was hard. It was a hard one. That's, a, that's the thing about those live performances, man. It's like, whatever happens, it's happening. There's no redo, there's no retake and- None. I, I'll never forget one play uh, that we had done, and I went to Albany State uh, when I was doing theater, man, and me and my, uh, I guess you could say co-star, we still laugh about it to this day, man. She asked me a question, was like, uh, I, I was messing up some money or something like that, and I could, I could, I repeated the same line like three times, and then it finally got back. Like everybody was just froze because you can't say your part, and if you do say something out of line, then it's like, wait, that don't even make sense. So I had to, yeah, those things. What I like about being on stage, or what I like the most about being a part of productions, is like the rehearsals. Let's talk through any of your productions, because we don't got to break them down one by one, but like through any production, what is what is the practicing of rehearsals like? Like that intensity or, or nerve-wracking or frustration. Tell us about that. Mm -hmm. It's almost like behind the scenes, so to speak. Okay. So the great thing about rehearsal is that, you know, you can make a mistake, but the mistake becomes, you know, create just another creation to use for the actual production. You know, there's no, you know, judgments, it's all, you know, fun. But it, again, it also depends on the kind of company that you have and the kind of leadership that you have, you know? So if you have a, you know, a director who is, you know, about, is about the is about the work, but at the same time can make it lively. Doesn't necessarily, you know, is that dictator or that, you know, person that person who, you know, I made it when I was ex this this amount this age, and so I'm just here doing a job, you know, because there's a difference. Right. Um, then you get, you know, the chemistry of, you know, your company, and you know, just when everybody's on one accord. It's, you know, rehearsal's a beautiful thing. Man, I, I just, I, I like, you know, when you watch TV shows or movies or whatever, and they used to have like the outtakes or the bloopers, like I think I've always wanted to be an actor just so that I can have bloopers. Like, you know, you just kind of like uh -huh. intentionally mess up. I, I love those natural feels. Um, other stage credits, Miss Black Jazz and Miss, uh, your Minnie, your Lillian, your Queen Elizabeth, and your Alithia. Of all of those characters, who was the strongest character and mm -hmm. who was also the most difficult character to come into? So answering both those questions, I would say it'd be Queen Elizabeth. Um, because the reason I say that is because, you know, with Queen Elizabeth and her story, you know, in Richard III, um, she's pretty much a woman who's lost everything, you know, to a man who's just trying to be king and will do any and everything to get to that point. And so you in the story, you know, you have Queen Elizabeth who lost her husband, you know, Richard killed two of her kids, trying to marry her daughter, um, her, her youngest daughter. And so you have that. And then um, just Shakespeare in general, is hard within itself because with Shakespeare, you know, you can't paraphrase it. 
there is a rhythm to it. You know, you have to say it line for line. If you don't say it line for line, then it's not going to make sense. And people will notice and people will see that, you know. So I think that one definitely was a challenge, but I appreciate it because, you know, people see Shakespeare on your resume as an artist, you know, then you're just like, you're, you have a little bit more value. Like, oh, you can do Shakespeare, then you can do just about anything. In your opinion, what should people who are interested in theater or acting in general, what uh, what would be your, your top three or top five, like, to do what's your to-do list make sure you know this or you see this or you watch this or you practice this what's that list based off your experience and what you've learned so we're just gonna do again since we said bye for the founders i'll go ahead and do that <laughs> um, so one thing um you have thick skin that's one of the first things I was told growing up, if I want to be an actress, I can't go with stars in my eyes. I have to go in for what it is, you know. It's something I learned from my dad is it's 90% business, 10% art. And so you have to understand the ins and outs of the business, and then you can, you know, do the artistic part. But you're going to get your feelings hurt. You're going to get rejected. You know, people are going to you're not going to always get along with, you know, the director or producer or the cast, but you have to go in and just do a job because that's what it is. Um, even though it's a passion, it's still a job and time is money. So that's the first thing, have thick skin. Um, number two, you want to make sure you know the manners of being on stage or being on film, you know, and during a set. You don't want to go in with a diva attitude understand that you're always replaceable, you know, because um, you go in with that diva attitude and be like, well, we don't need you. We can find somebody to take your place in 10 seconds. So um, there's that. So know the manners and, oh, and bridging off of that, um, I try to make a point of me personally getting to know everybody in all roles. So you want to be courteous to not just the top execs, but the people who are working the curtains, the people who are mopping, the people who are doing the lights, you know, you want to, you know, make sure that you're being humble and, you know, being nice to everybody who's working hard to make you look good, because all it takes is, you know, one pull of a string, you know, and they'll put a curtain on you, or they'll darken your light. So that's one, that's another thing. Um, two, you want to make sure you have your, I'm sorry, two, three, you want to have your affairs in order. So you want to have a headshot, resume, a reel, and you want to make sure you get it from a reputable place. Um, so that way, you know, people know that you're serious about what you're doing. Um, four, I would say... I, I would say don't give don't give up. Um, you know this job. Sometimes it takes ten years to be an overnight success, and so I think people need to know that this is always an ongoing journey, and that you know 
that you might get a hundred no's, but sometimes it takes that one yes to change your life, but you gotta be persistent in it and keep going. And five, um, keep the faith. You know, just faith is a huge thing, which could have been first, this could have been the first thing I could have said, but um, just keeping God first and just letting him direct you from there on out. Hmm, I'm about to play something. Let's see here. <laughs> you ready? Oh, dear God. I'm here because the Lord said I have to forgive you. But as I'm sitting here, I don't think I can. I hate what you did so much, Robert. I hate what it's costing the people I love, what it costs my little girl Faith in. The thoughts in her head while you were doing whatever you did to her. The screaming in her soul that she had to die just to make go away that you put there. You put there. I hate you so much. But I know if I don't forgive you, the Lord will never forgive me and deliver my family from all of this. But I don't think I can. Oh, man. So that was 2020. Mm hmm monologue what what one dope that i should say that that was, that was dope like thank what, you did you have to work up the tears yes um yes yes and no yes and no um like i think is it was just a matter of just tapping into just something personal and just really seeing the person that i'm talking to and getting into that emotional part how was walking it um, it's funny because I'm always, again, shy about watching, my, watching myself on video. So, um, but at the same time, it's, you know, always good to, you know, just see yourself and just to see, you know, how you did and just, you know, what you, what I used to do and everything and just how I've grown as an artist. How important is it for an artist to self-assess or critique their self? Um, I think it's all, I think it's good to, um, I think it's good to go ahead and review yourself. That way you can just see where you can elevate yourself from, um, there. But at the same time, you want to make sure you don't dwell in that because you always want to make sure that you're going, you know, up, you don't want to dwell into like, okay, I have to do it this way because this is what I did in this video. So I have to do it in this term now. And that's not, that's not the case, you know, critique it, see it, know it, but at the same time, you know, push forth from that and learn from that. That was good. Cause I was going to ask that, that question next. Like when, when do you know, like when to cut it off? Like, okay, I got to stop looking at it. I got to stop watching it. I got to stop checking the, the likes or the plays or the comments or, mm -hmm. but you, you're answering that. So now I want to go to, agencies and companies um that you would want to work for that you haven't worked for who you who what are you trying to get to who are you trying to get in front of um 
great if I get can get into Marvel. Marvel is the dream. Um, I don't mind working with Tyler Perry while I'm down here. Um, Will Packer is another one. So just anything and anybody I can really get my hands on since I'm in Atlanta now. Um, Disney, anything. Any characters you're not, you don't, any character or character type or personality type that you wouldn't want to play? Is there anything that you don't want to do? Uh, I haven't necessarily found that character that I wouldn't play because I feel like every character has a story and every person's story needs to be told. So I think it's basically um, based on the context of the script that I'm given, but I think everybody deserves a, um, to be put forth on screen or put forth on stage. I will say I'm still learning about the things I would do and wouldn't do. Like I said, I wouldn't probably bear it all naked on screen or on stage. Um, but again, I think that depends on the context of what I'm given. Good question. So now, not only are you acting, you're, you're, you're writing mm -hmm. and you're singing. Is there, aside from what you display on your social media platforms or sites or anything like that, is there anything that you've written that you've performed yourself? Mm, so I, I do um, write some, I do write my own poetry. So there's been times where I have, um, I, I have um, performed my own poetry. Um, I'm starting to learn how to write my own monologues. Um, I haven't been, had a chance to perform any of those yet. I did display them in an acting class before, but that's as far as it's gone. Um, and still, I'm still kind of working on it, but I also am looking to start writing my own scripts. So just a lot of, just a lot of things at hand. So a lot of things, poetry and monologues. Mm -hmm. by, by chance, would you have either or the other two in close proximity? I would, actually. And bear with me because we're we, we gonna bear with you because we're gonna get we're gonna uh, get something live on the network right now. <laughs> let me let me get let me get to the spotlight spotlight you for everyone. Move me out of the way. You <laughs> Oh, there it is. Well, let's go. Oh, Lord. Yes, bear with me because there's a lot of them. So I got to find the right one to actually do. So. And please feel free. If you have any other questions, ask me as I'm struggling to find a poem, please. Yes. So when it, when it comes to writing. What, what what do you have to tap into to write you, poetry? Like there's a variety of poetry. Is there a certain thing that happens that, that triggers the writing? Is the uh, and even if it's not personal, like can you can you take somebody else's situation or circumstance or what's happening in the world? What you see, just like you know what I want to write. What, mm -hmm. what 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 moves you the most? A little bit of everything. So sometimes I'm just you know feeling it in the moment. There was. A time back in the day when I was younger, I used to carry notebooks with me because I would, you know, like to write. And sometimes I come up with ideas like in the middle of the day and I have to write it down. These days, um, I just put it in my phone. Like if I have a line that, you know, that comes to mind, I'm like, okay, I gotta write that down. I gotta, before I forget that. 
um, or there is um, like I like to write about, you know, God, family, love, politics, um, any, just anything, anything that, you know, it comes from the heart, you know what I mean? How does your family respond to your work? Are you talking about as far as anything, anything that you've done? How, how does the family respond to it and how important is it for them to either like what you do or support what it is that you do? They're definitely supportive of it. Um, you know, they've they've been the main ones who put me in classes like dance classes. They put me in they've given me notebooks. They've found um, opportunities for me to you know, perform my, perform my craft and, um, opportunities for me to, um, you know, just to enhance it. Um, I take in music lessons, um, voice lessons, just different things like that. So they're very, they're definitely supportive in that sense. This sounds good. I, you you're still turning? <laughs> I did find, I did, there was one in mind I did want to read but I cannot find it. So I'll just go with the first one that I pulled up in my, in my email. And, so. then, and, then, and if by chance you do find it, we, you know what I'm saying? We'll still provide a little time for you to do Fair it. Enough. Okay. So this one is called, take a look at me now. Okay. Take a look at me now. What do you see? I'm not the same person I used to be. Tracing back in time when you know me last, you'll find old ways I've completely surpassed. You think I'd, you didn't think I'd crumble under pressure, did you? Shame on you. You must have forgot who you was talking to. I'm a child of God. I'll always make it through. Though my faith is shaken, when my heart stays breaking, I just pray the Lord, fear and doubt be taken. Take a look at me now. If I told you how far I've come, it would blow your mind. Background check one, two, you'll see pain, heartbreak, tragedies, lies, all disguised in one big smile. Don't pity me, pity me. I'm a survivor. Chef cried some nights, could have dived practically and drowned, drowned in the tears of mine. Hanging on the end of my rope, praise gave me hope. My trials are now triumphs, leaving the enemy stumped. Not saying I lived a perfect life, but I'm better all because of Christ. One could only imagine where I would have been without his grace. I have a joy undescribable, a world, one the world cannot take. Snap, snap. That's what we do, right? We do snap. Yep, that's the snap. We do snaps. We're going to get <laughs> We we're gonna get we're gonna get a snaps. Y'all Facebook, give me some snaps on Facebook, give me some snaps on Love you know, it. around in your cars, wherever you're doing, give me those snaps. I wanna ask you something because I had I had a thought, and I'm not gonna ask a typical question. So if when hearing somebody else do their work, their their spoken word or their poems or monologues, um, does something inside of you make you wanna add to what they're doing? Or make you want to create something that 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 I guess that could be like an accent to what it is that they're doing. I'll say more so makes me want to create. Like I'm always inspired by somebody else's art. Um, like I would say, top favorite writers is Prince and Maya Angelou. 
though every time I read my Angelou or hear something of Prince, I'm just like, okay, I feel like writing something now, something's coming up. So I would say that that's what triggers it. Of all of your, your creativity, whether it's acting, singing, or dancing, the dancing, writing rather, which is your favorite? Which brings the most joy? Oh, are you going to make me choose? Yeah, you got to choose. <laughs> Cause I, you know, because for me, man, I, I think when for, for the artist or a, and a creator, you can be great at a lot of things. You know what? I'm going to use Ye, Kanye West for an example, right? You mm -hmm. know, it, just seeing him and watching him and then watching this uh this netflix documentary of his being an incredible producer probably one of the greatest producers in our genre you know um but then as an artist as a, a rapper mm -hmm. and then his ability to do what it is that he does there and now looking at him as uh a clothing line and all his shoes and all of those things I think that there is either there's level of it like there's like this is the thing that I do first, but mm -hmm. it, it's this or this is what I really want to do, but this right here got gets me to doing that. And so when I asked about like you know even if it's not a favorite, but what's the thing that's like it's like the go to like I can do this and I can do this, but you know right. what I really want to be here. Right. Okay. So in that sense, I would say acting. Acting is the the um the main thing just the all all out everything else um i love singing love dancing you know love writing it does, definitely gives me an outlet but i would say if i had to choose acting would be definitely be that one if somebody like just randomly like hey uh can you sing a song for us what would the song be something probably from ndre sing it Oh Lord, you're gonna do everything on the street. Let's go. <laughs> it's, it's the season finale. It's the season finale. <laughs> and there's no way that you could come on the network and just have like a like come on. Ain't nobody never just this did a poem or a monologue on the show. Mm -hmm. You're the first to do it. You won't be the first person that's just saying, but you didn't come on as a singer though, right? So mm -hmm. you would be the first person that didn't come on as a singer to sing on the network. So look at first man you're killing the game love it okay maybe you're thinking you're not ready for me maybe you think i need to learn maturity they say watch what you ask for just might receive but if you ask me tomorrow i'll say the same thing i am ready for love on the spot ready for love ndre watch out man we got danila <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey that's dope that's dope, man. First of all, thank you so much for obliging. Because some people, you be like, nah, I'm straight. I ain't doing it. But thank you for doing it. First. Look, all, all all around. Now, I've asked about challenging things. I asked about, you know, what you call it. But what's, what has been, like, the most exciting or the most fun production that you've done? Mm. Uh, wow. So are we talking about past or are we talking about present? We talk about whatever. 
whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, well, I'll just say present because it'll give me an opportunity to plug it. So right now I'm currently doing a play that's called I Have a Dream, the musical. And it's directed by Herman Laverne um, Jones. And so I would say we've been doing, we've been rehearsing a lot through Zoom, but I would say I definitely always look forward to the rehearsals because it's always fun, it's always laughter, it's always insightful. Um, I get to use the opportunity to just let go and just to create something out of nothing and just trying to find that, you know, niche and getting out of my comfort zone in those rehearsals. So that's definitely been fun. The shameless plug, I have a dream. So when is this slated to come out? So this will come out um, Juneteenth weekend. This will be June 17th through the 19th. Where y'all performing at? This is going to be at um, the Morehouse Auditorium. And so I don't have information about tickets just yet, but um, stick with me on social media and just be on the lookout for that information coming soon. We're going to invite all the brothers and sorrows out there, man, and we're going to go see I have a dream. I say we, but I don't know if I'll be in Atlanta. But we're gonna make sure <laughs> some people come out there, come and come and show some love, man. So, other than other than that, what else is happening like right now? What else you working on right now? So aside from that, um, I did. I do have a movie that I booked. I can't go into it um, just due to contract reasons. Right. But also um, be on the lookout for that. And if you have Tubi, I will say um, look it up. Um, look out for it on that streaming network. Look at you, booked and busy. We we doing Zoom. Trying to be, trying to be. You got you got Tubi on the way. Oh, I mean, mm -hmm. like like just like doing it big. So I I didn't ask this between stage productions and short films or or television or movies. Which acting gives you you know the more umph? Like which, which one do you like the best out of out of those? Well, I guess it's just stage versus, you know, I guess. Being like between, like between like stage versus like film, is that what yes. you're? Yeah, what you yeah, that, that's what I mean. Uh, I would say, honestly, my first love is always going to be theater. There's just something about theater that actually, you know, gets my adrenaline up. Um, I am definitely appreciating film a little bit more. That's actually more so where I'm gearing towards of wanting to do, whether it be television or film, but first love is always going to be the stage. It's something about that stage, man. Like, it really is. It's just the presence of that stage. It, mm -hmm. it is something different. Um, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it, you know? And so let's see, next five years, what, 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 what can we see you in your hopes, your aspirations? What can we see? The next five years, um, and this is just me just claiming it right now. It is. Name me, exactly. Um, you'll see me in Tyler Perry. You'll see me in Marvel. You'll see me. You'll just. You're gonna see me. You're gonna hear my name out in Atlanta. So I'm naming and claiming it right now. So just be on the lookout. What? What's the? What's now? What, when it comes to being in Atlanta and getting into the film or getting into stage, like how how tough is it? To, to to land something i think that's important to know for those who may be interested or got kids it's like yo i really want to get into it like how tough mm -hmm. is it just in atlanta 
Um, it's tough when you don't know many people down here. You're kind of having to, for me personally, like to start from scratch. So just know it, just knowing people, whether it be classmates from acting classes you've taken or just knowing the different sites. You know, right now I'm a free agent right now. I don't really have, I'm not really signed to anybody just yet. Um, so I'm kind of just booking on my own. And so and Atlanta right now, it's going crazy as far as the market's concerned, like Atlanta's on fire. So it's, I'd say it's, it, it'd be just as hard as it is, I would say, in LA right. right now, because, you know, you have a new market down that's establishing itself in Atlanta and everybody wants it. Everybody wants a piece of it. And so if you're not necessarily um, known then, you know, it's kind of, it kind of makes it hard. Eh. Is there anything that we haven't talked about and or discussed? Or oh, I hadn't asked that you think we need to put out right now. Hmm. I think I covered, I think I covered everything. You told me you're coming to the play, so that, <laughs> I think we covered that. So. Oh, Greg shot the boom. Zeta Phi Beta. So what was mm -hmm. it about Zeta, man, that made you be like, you know what? I, I want to be a Zeta. So I had a few people back back at home who were Zetas. You know, my cousin was a Zeta. Uh, my friend, Jessica, she was also a Zeta. And just I've seen a lot of the things that they've done, you know, the community service work. I've seen a lot of the, um, the, the scholarship, the sisterhood, you know, and I just like, it's just something about it. I just want to be a part of it and just, you know, blue and white, you know, it was pulling me, you know, it just felt like it just felt right to me. Right. You know, so it's like, not like, it's just like nothing, nothing else was just like, you know, it was nice, but it was a good fit, but it's like, you know, Zeta Phi Beta was just it for me. Boom shakalaka. Just like that. <laughs> you already know what time it is, man. Look, Delita, I thank you so much for coming to be on the network. Uh, it was a privilege. It was an honor. Don't go nowhere. I'm just going to wrap up the show, man. We'll chop it up after. Y'all, right. going down in a major way. Your boy, Wiggles. We're right here Wiggles World Network. Don't forget, go to angerfm.com. Hashtag live with us, your boy, Wiggles. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Apple Podcasts. It's going down in a major way with your boy right here, right now, all the time. Don't forget, you need to be rocking with your boy, man. I thank y'all so much for rocking with me this whole season, man. This season has been wonderful. I've enjoyed all of my guests, man. But I think I may come back next week, Monday. I think I may come back next week, Monday, man, to do one real big closeout, man. But I appreciate y'all so much for rocking with me, man. Again, happy birthday to my pops, man. AnchorFM.com, the website that's coming, y'all, is going to be crazy. So much is happening, man, in a major way, man. So y'all make sure y'all keep rocking with your boy. It's going down in a major way. Your boy Wiggles, we out of here. This is my type of